all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. <laughs> and I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. From our brand new state of the art, state of the art 2010 ish, but hey, that's better than 2000. Uh, state of the art brand new studio. Yes. We're we, no longer wedged in between our bed and dresser. Yes. <laughs> and having to lean over to. Yes. That's like true. We're both sitting up straight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's much more comfortable. It is. It and we is. hope it's more comfortable for you as well, our our dear listeners. <laughs> yes. But it won't be because this is a disaster podcast. That's right. That's right. You forgot to welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. Welcome. There we go. I was just excited to. Should we should we share pictures at some point we of should. our new? We should. The yeah. new digs, how it yeah. looks <laughs> compared to the old ones. <laughs> yes. Um, follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email us All Bad Things Pod at gmail.com. Uh, oh, also follow us on TikTok at All Bad Things Pod. Um, join our Facebook discussion group, our Discord, and we might be able to squeeze you into our gift exchange if you do it right now. Right this so, moment. Right this moment. Our second annual anti capitalist yeah. gift exchange extravaganza bonanza. It's either a Saturday night or a. Or, I'm sorry, a Sunday night or a Monday morning for you when you're listening to this. So yes, get on uh-huh. it right away. Yes, right now, and I might be able to squeeze you in. Um, but not while you're on your way to work. Don't do that. Why not? Well, because you're driving. Well, some most people likely. take public transport. That's true. Mm-hmm. For those who are driving, <laughs> wait till you get to work. Don't. And then fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Keep, <laughs> yeah, you get keep paid. Keep your personal get, stuff for when you get to work. Get paid to fuck off, at least. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, this was my last day at a, my old new job. Yes. <laughs> my new, new job. And now you're going to a new, new job. <laughs> yep. And I'll be working in our studio. <laughs> yes. Yes, you will. <laughs> yeah. Home office slash studio with our new bougiest purchase we, purchase we've ever made. Yeah. This thing, we definitely <laughs> have to show a picture of this. Yes. Yeah. The answer to the question, what is the bougiest purchase you've ever made is, a cat litter a box. A six hundred dollar robotic cat litter <laughs> box. <laughs> I am going to up that uh, in the next year with a TV, but for oh, okay. but for now and a PS Five, so I'm going to mm. double up it. But for now, at this very, I don't think we've ever spent that much money. We didn't spend that much. Well, maybe our bed, but that's it. Well, on our couch. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, furniture. <laughs> yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, we we certainly have not spent that much money on a toilet for ourselves. That's right, <laughs> but we did for the cats. Yes, <laughs> it's a like a, was it L'Oreal? Because you're worth it. Yeah, they're worth it. They're worth it. They are. And we're kind of tired of the scooping. Yeah, the gross litter boxes. Yes, so this is all self scooping or whatever. So it should be interesting. We just have to get them used to it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So they're not scared by the future. <laughs> it, it, oh, just, I forgot to unplug the fridge. That's oh, what that's I right. oh, that's that's right as well. We have a uh, yeah. we have a fridge in our new studio as well, but we just have to unplug it. But I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, this is loud. It is a little there bit. We go. I just turned off the 
audience uh you know yes or no on if we have to turn off the fridge did you even notice that it was on yeah that's true that would be good to have some feedback on i feel like it's you can definitely hear it especially because it's very otherwise close to it's, us. yeah it's it's yeah speaking of the fridge which is now our beverage fridge um we are so bougie now <laughs> uh, what are you drinking I am drinking the bougiest beer you could possibly drink Mm-mm. for this occasion. I am drinking the finest national local beer <laughs> on the market. <laughs> and I am drinking a Diet A&W root beer. There you go. Which is very good. They are good. I can't tell that it's Diet. We should do commercials. Yeah. We, could, we should do commercials <laughs> for them. There's you ta- can't even tell it's Diet. There's your tagline right there. It's 5%. All right. So... We ready? Let's do it. All right. So this might be my favorite, and the listeners know now, but you're about to find out, my favorite title of a terrible thing ever. Okay. So this is the story of the Wow Wowie Stampede. That's a pretty good title. Yes. Wow Wowie? Wow Wowie. Okay. It is spelled W-O-W-O-W-E-E. Okay. What do you think it means? I have excitement. Uh, okay. About to kill something? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, this is like one of the the ultimate collisions between comedy and tragedy. Oh. I will say that. Okay. Or entertainment and tragedy. So, mm. on February 4th, 2006, a stampede outside the Phil Sports Stadium in the city of Pasig, Philippines prior to the taping of a live episode of the popular game show Wow Wowie killed 71 people some sources cite 73 and injured hundreds more uh wow wowie indeed yeah 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 and not a good way no mhm so primary sources were BBC News GMA Network philrights.org Phil Star, the Philippine Star, Transforming Network Infrastructure, Wikipedia, and the World Socialist website. Oh. Yep. So I literally picked this topic based on the name alone. It does not disappoint. So, but before we get to Wow Wowie, which is the fun part, the only fun part is talking about Wow Wowie. Um, we're going to talk. We, I'm pretty sure we've not done a disaster from the Philippines yet. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've done Indonesia, mm-hmm. some South Pacific stuff, but not. Um... I would say we've done a couple dozen countries by now, if not oh, more. Oh yeah. Well, we yeah. have our map. We have our disaster map. Um, I've been trying to keep that. But yeah, the Philippines. I'm pretty sure we have not covered anything from there. Mm-hmm. I think you're. And right. I believe they also had a volcanic eruption at some point last century, didn't they? Oh, goodness. I wouldn't know off the top of my head. I think they did. What? I mean, they're... I don't think they're exactly within the Ring of Fire. I think they're slightly east of it, but I, I'm not positive it may have... Well, wait a second. Th- no, the Pacific Ring of Fire they would be in. I think they did have yeah. a volcanic eruption, like, late 90s or something like Probably. that? Probably. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know this stuff. Early 90s? Something? I don't know. I'll look it up after. Okay. <laughs> there might be some people that are being like, no, and there might be like, oh, it's this. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course like the, it's Like this. the kid in the, the Simpsons photo somebody posted, like, oh, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> so there's a lot of background to this topic. So we've got, like, geography corner, wow, wowie corner, 
uh, history corner, sociopolitical corner. So uh, this stampede, as I mentioned, ha- happened outside the Phil Sports Stadium in the city of Pasig in the Philippines. And Pasig is part of the larger metropolitan area of Manila. Or Metro okay. Manila. Heard of that. Yeah. Of the titular Thrilla mm-hmm. Inn, right? Um, and Manila is the capital of the Philippines. It's got a population of almost 13 and a half million people. Wow, yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. it was that many. It's very big. Uh, Pasig itself has a population around 800,000 people. I was going to say, I would, I would have said about a million. Yeah, but it's close. close. It's getting there. Now, if we zoom out further, like because we haven't really talked about or visited the the Philippines. So the Philippines are a chain of around 7,600 islands. It, it, there's a lot. Um, it's technically an archipelago, but okay. uh, it's in Southeast Asia in the Pacific. It's directly south of Taiwan and northeast of Brunei in Indonesia. Okay. It's hard to describe the geographic location of Manila within the Philippines because it's an island chain country, but it's kind of to the north-ish um, in the country and at least close... Oh, sorry. Uh, but... Wait, sorry. This is like not zooming properly. Uh, But kind of on the south end of the mainland of Luzon, the largest island in the country. And it's at least close to being its northernmost island. It's hard to tell because there's like tiny islands too. So anyway. For the most part, it's... Northern Philippines, yeah. Um, The Phil Sports Complex. So... The the impression I got is Phil just stands for like Philippines. Philippines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so the full name is the Philippine Institute of Sports Complex in Pas is in Pasig. It was built in 1985. Play a lot of cricket there, I bet. Well, so they have a basketball arena, oh, a football okay. pitch. Um, I I didn't. Or maybe I'm thinking of Pakistan. I am. I, yeah, yeah, I'm I don't not know sure if the Philippines how... play cricket. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm play a lot of baseball sure. too, though. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about the sports in yeah. the Philippines, but uh, it has just mul- to delay the inevitable yeah, disaster. Right. It has multiple sports facilities, including a football stadium, an arena, which we've got a picture of. And if I had thought better, I wouldn't have kept scrolling. But here's the arena. Oh, that's pretty nice looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't find a great picture of like the whole complex. Uh, but uh, it has a swimming center and living quarters because it's for like I think the um, probably people the who country's train there. Olympic committee mm-hmm. is there. Yep. Yeah, um, it is a national center for Filipino athletes to train and live. It houses the Philippine Sports Committee. Of course, like most sports arenas and stadiums, it also hosts entertainment events like concerts, etc. Um, Uh, It's also known as the Ultra. So this disaster is also known as the Ultra Stampede or the Phil Sports Stampede. But Wow Wowie was... That's the other name it's known as. It was too good to pass up. I have to call it the Wow Wowie Stampede. It's just the best name of all of them. Uh, Even if the disaster is terrible. So... Uh, So the complex opened in 1985, which is just a year before Philippine President... Ferdinand Marcos mm. was deposed by nonviolent protests by the People Power Revolution. Do you know mm-hmm. much about Marcos? Not a whole lot. I know just the broad strokes, and that's about it. So, so did I. And, I, like, I don't go hugely into it, but it's interesting. Um, so, 
Prior to looking into any of this, my main knowledge of Marcos was actually more of his wife, Amelda Marcos. Oh, yeah. And That's the documentary right. I watched, because she was known as the shoe lady, right? Like, she I she don't... was notorious for I having thousands that... of pairs of shoes. I just remember that she was also famous. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I remember mm-hmm. these people were around when I was a little kid. Yes, yes, right? Yeah, uh-huh. So, basically... Ferdinand Marcos was the president of the Philippines from December of 1965 to February of 86. So just over 20 years. So the 20th century has a lot of corrupt and murderous leaders, right? You think so Hitler. Is, so is every century. Stalin's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The 20th right. century, yeah, that's got some heavyweights for yes. sure. And Marcos <laughs> is up there with them. Yeah. So he was basically a total fraudster. He spent his presidency stealing money from the government. I want to say his... Meaning the Philippine people. Right. I want to say his presidency has come up in a dollop episode that had something something related to do with what they were talking about. I'm sure. He was a... Yeah. He was not a good... That's right. Because I think he also, like, smuggled, like, a lot of, uh, like, Nazi, like, silver and gold. Like, hung on to it. Don't quote me on that. But I... I but, well, so if there's a lot I could have yeah. dove dived into, right? But he was essentially like a vehicle for money laundering and fraud. He's he embezzled. <laughs> like, yeah. The president of the country. Embezzled. Imagine your president being a person like that. <laughs> oh, 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 imagine that. Oh God. Uh, so. But just, but seriously, like he no, was he he was a, a complete fraudster. He and, was terrible. And like nobody could really do anything about it was the problem well so uh just even the first part of his biography on wikipedia is wild (laughs) so it talks about how his father who was a lawyer and politician was executed for aligning with the japanese during world war ii okay his father was drawn and quartered using water buffalo uh you can use your imagination. I'm on that. not going to. Yeah, but anyway, aside from that horrible thing happening, which uh, Ferdinand Marcos was in his like twenties when that happened, not like he was a kid, but the impression I got of him was like a poor little rich boy, privileged asshole, who then just went on to. That's usually who fraudsters yeah. be- begin life as. And presidents, interesting. Yeah, right? yeah, a lot of presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, he did serve in World War Two. He was even a POW in Japan. But his release from being a POW is a part of, is like a, a matter of some controversy. Basically, there are accusations that he was like, oh, you want information? Sure. Here you go. Let me out. Sure. So, um, and that would only be made worse by the fact that he claimed he had 33 different medals and like honorific titles from yeah, his time in the military. He had two. Oh, I was going to say zero. No, but, he actually did have a couple. Yeah, he gave himself at least two. But he gave for, himself for a real. 31, like, <laughs> margin of error. Yeah. Plus or minus 31. Yeah. Two medals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Marcos became president on December 30th, 1965, and he was actually initially pretty popular because he invested heavily in infrastructure. Yeah. Which that's, isn't that's happening popular. here in the U.S. anytime soon, no. right? Um, Maybe ever again. Yeah. The problem was he he borrowed heavily from foreign countries to fund it. Um, and that jacked up inflation in mm. the Philippines in the late 60s. And that's basically how he funded his pet projects during his entire presidency. He 
went into huge deficits in the budget and heavily into debt. He would also go on to heavily invest in the military. Mm -hmm. Uh, Initially, he refused to send troops to Vietnam, but then he caved to Lyndon Johnson and sent Filipino troops there even after he said he wouldn't. Um, But he also likely got paid by the U.S. government to do that. The Philippine military also kicked up a massive controversy and conflict that we won't get off into a rabbit trail about, but suffice it to say, it kicked off a revolution known as the Moro Conflict when Philippine troops killed thousands of their own Muslim soldiers. Like, there's basically, like, a pseudo-genocide. Like a fucking massacre. Yeah. Yeah. A massacre, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) that's a whole other... That's a whole other topic. Just, just makes the episode more cheery. I know. The fact that, yeah. We're, we'll get to Wow Wowie. That'll oh, make yeah. us feel better. We'll, we'll get to the, the stampede later. <laughs> no, no. The show no, will kid, be fun. Anyway, the stampede's terrible. But. Um, For now, let's talk about a massacre of soldiers. Uh, so despite all of this, <laughs> Marcos managed to stay in power through re-election by continuing to build infrastructure, with pe- which people obviously wanted, even though it just drove the country further into the red. But, of course, it helped that he also literally rigged the elections by (laughs) buying votes, messing with ballots, threatening and or carrying out acts of violence. Uh, He he was a violent uh, president, too. Um, His excessive debt-based spending drove the Philippines to eventually need help from the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. Good luck with that, Philippines. Yeah. Meanwhile, military violence escalated against protesters of his regime, and he eventually declared martial law in 1972, which stayed in place for almost a decade. Uh, (laughs) The the parallels. I know. (laughs) I know. But we won't get into that. I know. Basically, suffice this all to say, we are not looking down at the Philippines through all this shit that has no, gone on. I'm kind of looking. it's really creepy. I'm kind of looking right. Kind of looking right next to them, being like, yeah. so are we going to feel this too? Yeah. Um, basically, he became a total dictator, and the human rights violations that happened under his presidency are staggering. Sure. So Amnesty International estimates he imprisoned 70,000 people, tortured 34,000 people, killed over 3,000 people, quote, extrajudicially, so outside of the legal system. Um, And about another 10,000 or so Moro Muslims were killed by the Philippine Army and other military and paramilitary groups during his presidency. So he was basically run out of town on a rail. He had to flee. Where did he flee? Hawaii. (laughs) I was just going to say, just, I mean, just. To the States, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just cynically, like the United States. Oh, no, he really did. Yes, he really did. (laughs) Because definitely Hawaii was a part of the United States by now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, let me, this is Marcos. This is Ferdinand Marcos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you yeah, seen him yes. before? Yeah. That's like the he picture looks on, his, on his Wikipedia page. So it's probably like a, a popular picture of him. Um, so after he fled his, what is it? Ugh, not, ex, exile. Just watch out for your drink. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. Eh. <laughs> after, you know, I'm spill pro. That's I, why. Yeah. I do. Uh, so after his exile, his health quickly declined. He died just three years later. Um, but the effects of his reign required a literal commission be established to try and recover the money he stole. It was called the Presidential Commission on Good Government. 
This man was such a grifter <laughs> that the exact amount he stole over two decades can't be accurately measured. Of course not. Some yeah. estimates go as high as thirty billion U.S. dollars. I mean, do you know how many different revenue streams you would have if you were in that? position of power i mean an en- if you have an- the entire revenue of your government an endless you. amount mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm sure they found a ton of it but i i wouldn't be surprised that that's only fucking half of it and shit like that like that gets me more than like a bank robber or something because it's somebody deliberately deceiving yeah it's and fraud stealing it's from fraud. people that they say they're serving yeah which I mean, is that horrible that has been every crash in America yeah. since 1987. Yeah. It all came to f- down to fraud. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Um, so most of that wealth is thought to have been acquired from using his power, influence, and control to get kickbacks. Blackmail, essentially. As well as literally raiding the public treasury. There's another allegation. I couldn't find necessarily the primary source for this, but it sounds very on brand for the U.S., that the U.S. may have actually paid Marcos himself, either directly or th- wandered through the Philippine government, to send troops to Vietnam. Which sounds like something the U.S. would yeah. be willing to engage in. They're like, we'll, we'll be willing to forgive some of your debt. No. If... No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He didn't care about the debt. The sure. debt wasn't his. That's it true. was the So the idea is that he got paid cash money. Sure. One way or the other. Again, that's an allegation, but... uh, So reading about this guy, I wrote this. Reading about this guy makes me want to take a shower. He really was a slime ball. Yes, he absolutely was. And his family, too. Not just him. So his wife, Amelda, who, by the way, is still alive at age 92. Oh, okay. Was known for her shoes because she had... Must be the shoes. Yep, she had 3,000 designer pairs along with extravagant collections of art and jewelry. And this is all while the people of the Philippines are are suffering. Destitute. Yes. And that's what's so fucked up about like that, is that they're living like completely luxurious lives while a large portion of their constituents are barely making it, if at all making it. Yeah. In this country, we've upgraded that to just sending people to space for eight minutes (laughs) and then having them come back. And it costing $8 billion when... Because worth it. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so to finish Imelda's story, she did come back from Hawaii. She came back in 1991. She ran for president of the Philippines in 1992. Didn't win. But she did serve as a congressperson. She got elected to Congress. Philippine yeah, that's... Congress. I, I think that's a downgrade. From being the... It is. Well, she was the first lady. Exactly. But the thing is, she and her husband embezzled billions of dollars. She still got voted anyway. she got elected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow, again, the parallels. She also started her own fashion label, which is very brazenly face-slapping. She's like, like, I've got thousands of five-year-olds who just love knitting furniture. (laughs) Yeah. She eventually became the mayor of Metro (laughs) Manila. And then was finally convicted of corruption in 2018. Yeah, but she was allowed say. to post bail for health reasons and is pursuing an appeal. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, nice. <laughs> the economic sludge and civil unrest left in the wake of Mar- the Marcos presidency has been hard for the Philippines to recover from even decades later. 
food insecurity is a really pressing issue I there mean, they, right they now. They weren't even on great footing even before mm-hmm. Marcos. I mean, they've really never. That's that's true. <laughs> I mean, it was post World War II at that point, but, right? Um, and things are not good now. No. Ever heard of somebody named Rodrigo Duarte? Uh, who? <laughs> the guy who just literally shoots people if you do drugs? Yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but you're absolutely... I'm not getting hugely into it, but you are absolutely right. Thousands of people have been killed for drug violations. J- drug usage, not selling. Using. I said drug violations. Right. No, yeah. no, no, but I'm yeah. saying... I'm. Mm-hmm. He has like a zero both. tolerance drug policy, which is bullshit. Yeah. Um, Imagine get yeah. Anyway, he has also made appalling comments about murder and rape. Again, we can't say much because our presidents have done the same, and he is a subject of great interest to Human Rights Watch. Uh, poverty has been a major concern in the Philippines for a long time. It still is. As of the time of this disaster in 2006, the poverty rate in the country was 26.6%. The poverty line was also really low. As of 2003, the per capita per capita poverty threshold was around 220 US dollars annually. Wow. Yes. Um, as of 2006, Jeez. around 40% of people living in the Philippines were living off less than 100 Philippine pesos per day, which is about $2 US per day. So that's all just to give some background as to the social situation of the pe- that the people of the Philippines are facing, and it might give this event some context. We're going to talk more about that. I also didn't... But, but remember, they're in that situation because of socialism. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, you know all those socialist dictators. Um, so... Uh, I obviously didn't give get into a deep dive about uh, Philippine history, but just to note, the national languages of the country are Filipino, which is a standardized form of... Now, I've always said Tagalog, but it could be Tagalog. I, I should have looked up how to pronounce that. It's a dialect in the Philippines. Hmm. And English. Um, and the currency is the Philippine peso or piso. Uh, it's hard to translate currency and adjust for inflation, but it seems to have... Like, between now and the time of the disaster held around 50 Philippine pesos per dollar. So. Okay. Uh, all right. Now. Now, now, now. Are we ready to for our light-hearted portion before we get to the tragedy? Oh Let's talk Wow Wally! Wow Wally! So, um. I'm going to go to the fridge. <laughs> You're going to just and, go and over get, the And fridge. get another beer. I'm, you did I'm that. I'm just going to turn around. <laughs> you did that in, uh. In our uh, Therak episode, too, because we were in the kitchen at the time. <laughs> you oh, love that, don't I, you? I do. It is quite the feature. It is nice. Yep, all of uh, my office furnishings came home to roost. So that's very nice. All right. So let me show you the title card of Wow Wowie. That, yeah, that looks, looks right. Looks like Wow Wowie. Very colorful, disco and very confusing the the colors and the way it's spelled. <laughs> like like how many wows and e's? Yes, and yes. Was it was wow, it? Wow, 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 at a glance, I thought it was like wookie wookie. I was like, what? <laughs> so first, broad strokes. Wow Wowie was a daytime game show in the Philippines. Ran at noon every day. It ran from 2005 to 2010 on ABS-CBN, which stood for Alto Broadcasting System Chronicle Broadcasting Network. Um, And that was the first TV broadcaster in Southeast Asia, Hmm. long-standing 
broadcaster now or network. I listened. This is going to be my favorite part. I listened to the entire three and a half minute theme song of Wow Wowie because that is how long the song is. It's quite an intro. But we are going to listen to a a portion of it. Oh, okay. If you will. Very nice. Um, I'm not doing the whole thing because of, I I feel like it's fair use, but I don't want to push my luck on copyright. So, all right. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. That's exactly what I expected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a the theme song from a show called Wow Wowie. It does. <laughs> the best thing is that I just played you one course. Let me make sure. There, there's three How and a half minutes it? of that? Oh, my three God. Three minutes, 16 seconds. Holy Christ. This is a That's theme too song. too much. It has verses, multiple <laughs> verses. It has a double chorus with a tag false ending, leading into an instrumental, leading into the actual double chorus with tag it's ending. Pretty, uh, it's pretty ambitious. Yes. And I listened to it for the first time a couple days ago, and all I've had stuck in my head is wow, wow, we. That was the whole point. Wow, wow, we. And you're literally not even the target audience. You're an American. Well, I can't sing the lyrics because I. And it's stuck in your head. I don't know Filipino, but it's fantastic. It's 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 lovely. I love it. It's fantastic. The show was hosted by. Willie Reviame. Here is Willie. This is my favorite picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like ah! he looks also like somebody who hosts a show called Wow Wow. Yes, he does. He does. That is that is the beloved. He looks like a very happy guy. Willie. Yes, yes, he does. Um. Also, that lovely theme song we just heard. That's Willie. Oh, nice. He sang it. Yeah. He performed it. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So, Sounds like a number one hit to me. <laughs> yes. Wow Wowie aired every day of the week except for Sunday at noon. Oh, wow. So, it, oh, wow Wowie. Wow Wow Wowie. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so, Willie Reviame is one of those multi hyphenate entertainers. He is comedian, presenter, singer, songwriter, actor, and possibly senator. He's allegedly considering running for the Philippine Senate next year. <laughs> I mean,. Again, the parallel, like just some Why people, not? some people just never learn, do they? I, I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, do you, when is it okay to not have sympathy for people who sometimes are just kind of asking for it? <laughs> so, the, like us, for example. <laughs> the show worked similar to just about like any daytime game show, a la sort of The Price is Right or something similar. It was filmed in front of a live audience. There was a number of different games played, different segments, during which contestants would win prizes of various size. Consolation prizes were also given of a typical value around 1,000 Philippine pesos. So using our rough conversion, about $200. And again, like the poverty, that's like what some people made in a year, Mm. basically. So Um, they also gave up to like new cars, um, and in something the price is right never did, at least to my knowledge, they've actually they had actually given out like a house with land. Oh, really? Yeah, which is interesting. I don't think the price is right ever 
I don't know yeah. that anyone's ever done that, yeah. other than like Extreme Home Makeover or whatever. Yeah, that might be the only place. Yeah. Great, uh, great show, by the way. Well, it, it had its problems. The houses were so effing cool. That's what I loved about it. Yeah, all the sappiness was... Well, there was a lot of exploitation and a lot well, of... Like, people you know. left with these mansions and then electric bills they couldn't <laughs> yeah. pay, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, well-intentioned to some extent, but also highly exploited. Anyway. But they got a cool house out of it. <laughs> yeah, for, that. for as At long as they that. could... Until the tax bill came. Right. They're, like, selling oh, this geez, thing. Oh, jeez, Yeah. So the segments were generally not something requiring specialized knowledge. Person, there were some trivia games, but there was also a name that, uh, well, a name that tune like segment called Willie of Fortune. <laughs> the names are fantastic, some of the best names ever. So. Some of the games were also like multiple steps. Like you answer a trivia question, then you roll a dice, and then you like it's this whole thing. That's probably going to be the next game on uh, Squid Games. Wait till uh, wait till I get to something later. Uh, so okay. uh, they would sometimes involve some version of a potential skill along with a game of chance. Here are some of the games. I took this straight from Wikipedia because I couldn't find any other English source on it. Um, but so there was act you a form of charades, but a celebrity guest did the charading, the acting, the charading cash motto. So basically it's a money booth, you know, like where they, the money is kicking up and, sure. and flying around, but they can't get the money that's on the ground. Yeah. So oh, yeah. they are given a broom so they can kick it up to then catch <laughs> Uh, guess the presio, get the premio, exclamation mark. Uh, so I got the impression that some English words are sort of thrown in to okay. the dialect, typically. Um, so I feel like this is English word, English word, not English word, English word, English word, not English word, exclamation mark. So that is a very Price is Right type game where contestants have to line up products in order of descending value or ascending oh, value. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah. Very Price is Right. Yep. There's hep, hep, hooray. Ah, I like it. This was pretty wild. So apparently, it sounds exhausting. Apparently they pick like 10 people or 20 people. I forget how many. And they all, they play music and they're all having to dance around. And when... They're having to play, uh, having to play uh, what, red light, green light? Well, when they, when they get, when it's their turn, they have to do... Th- whatever portion of of this chant like hep hep hooray that they're on but they're doing it while they're dancing and getting exhausted and everything so they have to do the right thing um if not they get eliminated it's there's a lot of last man standing type games is okay. the impression i got there's uh para o bayong also called big time okay that's another last man standing thing. It's it's like a trivia game, but then the winner goes on to play like Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> I don't That's, know. Yeah, that, uh, they just tried to take so many elements from so yes. many different things. They're like, it's just like a we'll mm-hmm. throw it at the wall and see if it sticks today. We'll add them all together. <laughs> yeah. There's Samson Lion and Delilah, which is rock paper scissors, but for some reason oh, they renamed okay. everything. Mm-hmm. Who beats out who in that? I, that like, oh, no, it says on Wikipedia. I forget. Oh, okay. I forget. Interesting. I think Delilah beats Samson because she sure did in the story. Uh, do you know the story of I, Samson no, I, Delilah? I, I really don't. So Samson was like a strong man. 
but uh, his strength was in his hair because the Bible is weird. And it's very strong, though. Delilah like seduced him and then cut off his hair so he would be weak. But he was strong enough to bring down the temple. Wouldn't he have just like his hair grown back at some point? It's the Bible, David. Oh, God works in mysterious ways. David. David. Um, there's Sketch on the Rocks, which is Pictionary, but they make it harder by, uh... Having to draw on a rock? Is that... Well, it, a shaking rock. Oh, okay. Basically, I yes. Thought, <laughs> I like, they're gonna have to etch something in. It's like, well, that's pretty no, they elaborate. Get to, they like, get to draw, but the surface is, like, shaking. Okay. Yeah. Uh... That, t- that makes more sense than what I had in mind. <laughs> Touch Ako, which is, like dodgeball but just one person is throwing the ball okay. that's the contestant but they're blindfolded okay and they're throwing a velcro ball at people wearing velcro suits <laughs> i don't know so it sticks to them yes yeah there's tumpak osable i kind of want to watch this show now i know it's i'm gonna get into i tried watching it there's no subtitles, and yeah. it's really hard to follow. Anyway, so Tumpak O Sable is also called Correct or Fail. That's another last man standing game where people try to guess if a random person on the street will answer a trivia question correctly. Uh, then there's, this is the best name. Wow, wow, win, so wow, wow, wee. <laughs> That's the name of the game. There's exclamation marks after everything. I'll, I'll bet there is. That's a play. Otherwise, it would just be one word. <laughs> That's an audience or a viewing audience participation game, uh, a play from home game. Viewers who text in the right answer to a question get a chance to win twenty five thousand Philippine pesos. Um, so here's where what I said. To be honest, I think a great idea of a would be a Philippine adaptation of Squid Games called Wowie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and would have all the contestants compete in these games. I mean, we're on the same wavelength, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I was thinking the exact same thing. We've like, been it's, watching Squid Game. We have. It's excellent. It is so fucking tense. So tense. I never thought I would be like, ah, about people. Well, I don't want to spoil no, anything, don't. but to playing games. Playing like games. It. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I did watch some Wow Wowie on YouTube. It's a little tricky. I'm monolingual. I don't speak any other languages. Some English is sprinkled in because English is a national language of the Philippines. Um, so I tried to, I think, it, what did I try to watch? It was one of the, somebody was, a contestant was singing for a reason I'm not entirely sure. Um, so it was a woman named Alessandra and she sang Mariah Carey's Against All Odds in <laughs> English. Well, they probably have, like, their own version of, like, you know, it's Philippines Idol, you know, instead of American mm-hmm. Idol. You know, it's probably the yeah. same concept. But then, like, she sang some of Against All Odds and then immediately started rapping. Okay. Yeah. Well. Something else I, it, that was in a non-English language. And then I have no idea what ha- was going on after that. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of banter between Willie and Alessandra and the audience. They seemed like they were having a very good time. And in fact, that's the vibe I got from Wow Wowie versus like U.S. game shows. There was a lot of bantering and a lot of chatting um, in proportion to playing the actual game. So it was very conversational versus in, in the U.S. they'll like ask, oh, tell me a fun fact about you. And then they're often playing the game, right? right? This was a little more roundabout. At least that that's what I 
it seemed like. Wow Wowie's biggest competition was Eat Bulaga! Exclamation mark. It's literally Eat Bulaga! Okay. It's, it's a long-running game show that's still on the air. It's been on the air since 1979. Of course it has. Uh, I tried watching some Eat Bulaga, but again, the language gap, it was, it was tough for me. Uh, but that show seemed a little more tech-oriented. It appeared to have multiple hosts, like a cast or something. I don't know. At any rate, if anyone speaks Filipino, knows of these game shows, and want to, wants to explain any of it, you're more yeah, than welcome free. to. Yes. Um, so despite being the newcomer against the well-established Eat Bulaga, Wawawi frequently beat them in the ratings. Uh, although, and now I am quoting directly from Wikipedia because this sentence must be shared with the word. Quote, However, Eat Bulaga later defeated the show in rural areas due to its one-for-all, all-for-one <laughs> segment. End quote. So apparently all one-for-all, uh, one one for all-for-one all. All was popular, so... Wow Wowie was popular, at least in part, due to how big the prizes were because of the high poverty rate sure. in the Philippines. The dream of striking it rich on a game show would be pretty darn tempting. Nielsen ratings would show that around 80% of the show's viewers were considered working class. Sure. So in the Philippines, and this could be in other countries, it could be here in the <clears> States, <throat> I don't know, because I don't really know much about how the Nielsen ratings uh, work, but at least in the Philippines, they actually break down viewership by class income level, um, pre like pretty heavily. Um, and 62% of Wowowie's viewers were considered to be semi or unskilled workers or people below that level income level they probably do that in the nielsen ratings but it's that's like a deep cut in the, in the nielsen ratings you know what yeah, i mean it could be mm -hmm. like they're they're basically looking at overall audience men ages. and women and yeah, ages. ages and genders yeah that's big. it yeah ages are the biggest target mm -hmm. yeah uh, so given the financial straits of many of its viewers, the producers and Willie Reviame saw the show as something of a public service. So Reviame said, quote, this is a program that intends to help Filipinos, especially the poor, end quote. Head of production Marilu Almaden said, quote, it had always been meant as a show where people didn't play for cash and prizes, but as a place where they can participate, end quote. Critics of the show would instead claim that Wawawi was less a service and more an exploitation, selling desperate people... The answer is honestly somewhere in between. Yeah. It really is. Selling desperate people a bill of goods and the concept of development by lottery. Yeah. So, that was the fun part. Yay, Wawawi! So that was all fun and games. Mm. And now... Literally. Yes, actual games, and now things are going to go mm. badly. So I hope we enjoyed that, because that'll be the last we'll enjoy. <laughs> so um, in early 2006, Wow Wowie was gaining on its first anniversary of being on the air. To celebrate, it was decided they would film a live show at the Phil Sports Complex at 1 p.m. on Saturday, February 4th, 2006. The show itself would take place inside the Phil Sports Arena, the basketball arena, I showed you a picture of that. And oh, an overflow crowd would watch from Phil Sports Stadium, the outdoor football stadium at the complex. 
So like the show itself, the live show shaped up to be massively popular. Uh, people traveled to the Phil Sports Complex, in some cases camping up for uh, camping out for up to five days in advance. Wow. Yeah. Literally, some people said like they had biscuits and water. That was all that they ate in that time. Um, in order to get a chance to participate in the show because there was not an advanced ticketing system. Okay. It was going to be a first come, first sure. served thing. Door and raffle prizes were also advertised. And of course, the people most willing to camp out for days ahead of time were also the most desperate. Sure. Generally unemployed, right? Because if you're employed, you may not have the time to sit or, or that you may not be available to sit. Um and I wonder why. Camp out. I wonder why Squid Games uh, hit such a nerve. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um. One person who lived across the street from the complex and saw people lining up said he initially thought they were refugees from a fire or similar disaster. He said, "Quote: They looked that desolate, that desperate." Mm. Unquote. What they uh were while they were oh sorry. <laughs> sentence what they were probably desperate for were the huge prizes being advertised for the anniversary show which included multiple vehicles and a cash prize of one million philippine pesos so that's so, about no fifty thousand u.s dollars yeah ago. no wonder people were camping out yeah. for five days um virtually all the sources i saw specified that the vehicles that they were giving away were taxis <clears throat> and jeepneys which is like a form of jeep bus sort of a thing and i could be speculating here but i feel like like these are essentially commercial vehicles right so imagine if you were unemployed or didn't have much money the idea of winning a vehicle that you could then use for to make money Mm -hmm. yeah could be especially uh especially promising you know an average audience for a Wow Wowie in-studio taping was 5,000 people. Holy Christ. I know. I thought that was wild, too. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 500. I know. It doesn't look that way on the recordings, but I saw that. Like, I, I saw that said several times. But an estimated 30,000 people showed up for the arena oh, taping. Yeah, I think we know uh, where this is headed, Some estimates we? go higher to 50,000. Yeah. The arena itself had a capacity of 9,000 and only an additional 8,000, so a total of 17,000 people would be allowed to make it into the complex at all. So, like, half the number that we're waiting. And let's just split the difference between 30,000 and 50,000. Let's just say 40,000 people showed up. That's still too many. Mm -hmm. People who were waiting were packed in tightly, even outside the complex, some would later state they couldn't even raise their arms enough to take a drink of water. And this was just waiting, just standing around and waiting. At 4 a.m. local time on February 4th, guards at the front gates of the stadium announced that not everyone waiting would be able to get in. Mm. Obviously agitating those waiting, especially those who had literally camped out for days beforehand. Two hours later at 6 a.m., Wowie associate producer Mel Feliciano announced that the first 300 people in line would be competing in the para o bayang, bayang or big time segment. So now people had an impetus to be first in line, not just first. To be one of the thousand. first 300. And yes. we're talking about tens of thousands of people. Yes. Are, wow. Jesus. Yes. I wonder what's going to happen. There wasn't um, a good queuing system. No. And things got out of control very quickly. 
Uh, the gates opened around 6.30 a.m. There was an immediate flood of people. People wanted to be the, in the first 300. They wanted to get in to see the show at all. The front gates at the complex were also on a downward slope. That's not good. No, it's not good at all. So momentum and the push mm-hmm. of the crowd started overwhelming the gates. The guards at the gates panicked and shut and locked the gates. Mm. Of course, the movement of the crowd didn't stop. In what we have heard a thousand times before, the All people the in the back didn't yes. know the, what was going on in the front. Yeah. Um, if you're in the front, <laughs> you are in, well, in bad so shape. Well, so the pressure on the gates made them collapse. Yeah. Um, but those near the front then stumbled and fell due to the pressure from the crowd behind them, as well as the downward slope of the entryway. And the crush quickly turned into a stampede. Mm-hmm. Uh, one survivor, Lenny Subeko, would later describe her horrifying experience of getting caught in the crush, passing out, and then regaining consciousness. She said, quote, under me was a dead person. Beside me, there was another dead person, and there was another one dead above me, end quote. That's just horrifying. So allegedly, the producers and staff of Wawawi didn't immediately call for help, but first called the network for instruction. Mm. Um, obviously that would have cost rescuers some valuable time to help some of the injured possibly save some of the people who would end up, up dying. Eventually the Philippine National Red Cross and ABS-CBN were the first responders. Uh, the initial casualties reported were 88, but it was quickly determined that that was due to some double counting. Mm-hmm. When it uh, was all said and done... 71 people, like I said, some sources differed and said 73, but 71 seemed the most consistent. Um, and an estimated 68 or 69 of whom were women. Mm. So almost all women, including a pregnant woman, were killed. The victims were between the ages of 4 and 81. Jeez. Yeah. 4. S- yeah, a 4-year-old, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And an, an presumably wanted... Um, unborn fetus too yeah several hundred others were killed uh or sorry killed not killed no (laughs) not that at all i literally wrote killed but yes injured and or maimed yeah reportedly between 400 and 600 people although it was also reported that most injuries among the survivors were relatively minor um as i yeah so as i said in the intro some sources say it was 73 people who died 71 is the official number the bodies of the dead were lined up at the stadium. Oh, um, only I have just a couple of pictures. They're not good. Yeah. It's basically sad people yeah. mourning over. Uh, we saw this exact same scene at Hillsboro. At, at every crowd at crush. Every... It's just how it mm-hmm. goes. It's horrible. Um, yeah, it's awful. Uh so there are lots of pictures of and videos and stuff of that. Hundreds of people remained at the site. Some were in shock, sure. you know, just sort of wandering around. Some were curious. And some people were still hoping to get in to see the show. Oh, because well, sure. initially they thought they were going to carry it on. It took them until noon to cancel it. Mm. Yeah. One 45-year-old man named Mercedes Salazar was interviewed by the BBC while he was still weeping over the body of his wife. The couple had gone to the taping hoping, hoping to win big as they were both out of work. And he told the BBC, quote, in the desire to win money, she is the one I lost. 
Willie Reviame wanted the show the show to go on, like I said, but they um they suspended production and sus- temporarily suspended production of the show itself. They didn't go back on the air for a little bit. I couldn't find out exactly how long. When interviewed about the tragedy, Reviame broke down crying, saying, quote, we only wanted to make these people happy and to help the poor, mm. end quote. Now, this is an interesting... <clears throat> uh, it's interesting to contrast that with the statement that he made when promoting the event. He said, quote, no one will go home in tears. End quote. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Like the chairman of the network, Eugenio. Talk about worst predictions of all time. Yeah. The chairman of the network, Eugenio Lopez, said, quote, we want to assure the public that ABS-CBN will stand behind any costs that have been incurred by the victims. So an investigation into the circumstances leading to the crush and stampede was mandated by President Gloria Arroyo. The task force that investigated with the very cool name Task Force Ultra, because, <laughs> you know, this complex good. was also yes. called Ultra. That's all right. It's, which one do you think is trying to I get think it's, uh, I think it's Demetrius, actually. I think you're right. Yeah. It sounds like Demetrius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was a joint effort by several investigatory authorities. They were told to report their findings within 72 hours. It was a very quick turnaround. That's, that, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Well, but they did. Okay. Um, and they came to the conclusion that, yes, it was not a responsible thing to do, letting thousands of people line up for days when they only had a minimal number of tickets. Then they exacerbated the whole thing by announcing that, you know, first 300 people would get on the show. They also called out the network's poor planning of the entire event, saying the lack of planning led to, quote, at best, to criminal negligence and endangerment leading to the loss of life at the worst, mm. quote. The report also stated that the crowd was, quote, exploited, manipulated, and treated like animals, end quote. And, quote, the decision or act of offering so few tickets to so many people can be likened to throwing a small slice of meat to a hungry pack of wolves, and this triggered the stampede, end quote. The report also criticized the lack of coordination between ABS-CBN and the local government for crowd control. This was essentially a horrible crowd control failure. Yeah, as they always are. Mm -hmm. The network pointed their finger at the government. Mm -hmm. The government pointed their finger at the network. The Phil Sports Complex security was also criticized. The National Bureau of Investigation conducted its own investigation, concluding the disaster was the result of, quote, a failure in crowd control management. They brought criminal charges against 17 people, including Willie Raviame, uh, 11 others from ABS-CBN, and five employees of the sports complex. After lots of legal proceedings and back and forth, a couple years later, the charges against Raviame were dropped, but everyone else was charged. From what I can tell, they were charged with reckless imprudence resulting in multiple homicide and physical injuries. I mean, that sounds pretty... Not good. And then I could literally find nothing talking about how any of those charges came out. So I don't mm. know. Okay. They might still be ongoing, too. It you never know. It could be. I mean, at this point, it's 15 years not. later. Yeah, but, but... but yeah. Behind the scenes, ABS-CBN hustled to resolve their legal, civil, civil legal issues. They created the 71 Dreams Foundation, ostensibly like not just to assist those affected by the disaster, but those in need in general. Uh, Though a more cynical interpretation might be they were trying really hard to get lawsuits settled. 
Wowowie continued until July 2010. So it went on for another four years mm-hmm. plus. Uh, it was eventually canceled, yeah, in July 2010. Apparently between some sort of dispute between Willie Reviame and the network. The show was replaced by Pilipinas Win Na Win. And Reviame went on to host Willing Willie. Later changed to Will Time Big Time. <laughs> then he went on to Wow Wow Willie and Wow Wow Win. And then he, he, he's just continued his career apparently running for Senate. Who knows? <clears throat> so it is generally agreed that the broader takeaway of the Wow Wowie tragedy was the desperation that drove mm-hmm. thousands of people to wait outside for days and the extremely off chance of winning cash and prizes. Despite then-President Arroyo's declaration, the Philippines needed to, quote, end despair and raise hope by joining hands and working together to fight abject poverty, end quote. That has not come to fruition. As I mentioned, Duarte is doing a bang-up job at violating his constituents' civil rights. And if Philippine citizens are looking for hope in the next presidential election in May 2022, well, they can always vote for the new guy, Ferdinand Marcos's son, <laughs> Ferdinand Bong Bong Marcos, who is running for president. Nice. And that, my friends, was the story of the Wow Wowie Stampede. Uh, just... I mean, <clears throat> we have not done a, <clears throat> a sorry disaster in, a in a while, mm-hmm. and but they're all the same. They, I mean, it, they literally they are. are. <laughs> yes, that's why I went into Wow Wowie so much because, yeah. like, what else do we talk about? You well, know? I mean, I don't mean they're all the same as, a, but uh, the circumstances are all the same. I know. It's it's just. Yep. It's infuriating, but at this point, it's just like. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen next. Right, there's no suspense to it. <laughs> no, is there? Yeah. not at this point. Mm-hmm. When we're dealing with something like this, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's like covering a fire in 1910. Gee, I wonder if they were hanging right flammable <laughs> objects from the ceiling. Right. I wonder if people were wearing flammable makeup and clothing. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. just it's a little anticlimactic. At this point, it is. Yeah. We've done so many. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just, it's just so sad, like, the, the people were so desperate. Yeah. Mm. And it just, it just seems like the people of the Philippines have been, like, taken for a ride oh. by, like, every regime, every government. For a long time for now. For a long time, yeah. And they have a maniac running things now. I mean, again, not throwing stones. We have our own. Well, maniacs, I think a maniac but... running things now is just is the inaccurate part. They have their next maniac running things now. Is yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not like they haven't had one before, right? It's like this is just the new one. Meet well, the meet the new boss, same, same as, as the, the old boss. boss. But what's wild to me is that in Marco's son. Who is named Ferdinand Marcos is running for president. They're like, hey, let's try it oh again. My God. Maybe fifth fifth time's the charm. I also read, um, and this was very much in passing. So, and and I don't have a, a great grasp on uh, Philippine culture or anything because I've never been there and and, and I'm not a Filipino, obviously. But um, what I read was basically like, it's like, well, why does this happen? Um, and then apparently, like, the the culture in the Philippines is very, like, like 
good people who are easy to take advantage of, kind of. Which sure. is horrible. Yeah. That, you know, if, like... That's <laughs> kind of how the United States is, too. and... I mean, really. I don't know. I'm not sure how much I would call us good-hearted at nature. I think for the most part... You think so? Yes. Our, our government, no. No, that's that's true. That's true. But I pe- don't know. I people like in general... Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. If we're a bit fractured to... Call, to. But there's always going to be that. Yes, and, and yes, there is. And especially there's... That fracturing will seem like it's greater than it is because we haven't really been through a literal conflict on our homeland. Yes, in, that's true. In mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just... like That's where I said before, like the answer is somewhere in between. It's like... Would the people be showing up to this game show if it didn't didn't exist? Or would the game show exist right. if mm-hmm. these people weren't so desperate? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's the it's literally it's both. To chicken and the eggs yeah. situation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah. That's, yeah. It's I mean we're literally watching a show about this right now. Yes, except it's deliberate. It is. But it's but the themes are all the same. Yeah. I mean, they really are. Yeah. It's desperate people who, here's a million dollars. What are you going to do for it? It's oh, like, like, you'll find out what people are willing yeah. to do, you know. It's late stage capitalism. And yeah. And the world over is experiencing it, yeah. Fun. But that is not our last episode yet. No. Not yet. No. We just mentioned it right there. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, we da 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 bum ba dum ba bum ba dum bum ba dum ba bum. Well, well, we da 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 dum dum da 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 dum. Well, well, we say it together. Well, well, we. You didn't say it with me. I'm sorry. I I didn't know you were talking to me. I just thought you were doing the. You thought I was talking to the listeners. Let's yeah. all say it together. Yes. Can we say it together now? Sure. Wow, wow, we didn't say. Well, you gotta, you gotta give me a, like a one, two, three, two, like three, a, four. Wow, wow, wow we. <laughs> That's too much fun to have at the end of like such a tragic it's episode. Horrible. But anyway, it's we've got to do what we got to do. Yes. So, that was the 2006. I, I just called it the Wow Wow We Stampede. Mm-hmm. Wow Wow We Stampede. Mm-hmm. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And we'll see you next week. Wow, wow, wee! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs>